Jedi Council is a podcast for entertainment and informational purposes only. It should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you're struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help. Hey folks, welcome back to the next episode of Jedi Console Podcast. We like to talk about mental health and your favorite fictional characters. This is Brandon Saxton. And Katie Gordon. Katie, how are you doing on this af- late afternoon? I am doing pretty well because I just had a lengthy discussion with you <laughs> about some of the concerns that are going on in the world and how um, people have been responding to them, mm-hmm. I think. Um, how about you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, our podcast schedule has changed a little bit, so it's allowed for less of our like 90 to 120 minute <laughs> uh, weekly debriefs about the world <laughs> events, um, which are uh, really nice for me to sort of uh, get my get my mind in the right spot about a lot of things because we're living in a time where there's a lot going on all the time, and if you try to stay informed with the current events. Uh, like I try to do, I'm not the best at it, but I try to keep up, uh, it can get exhausting and it can get a little overwhelming. So just being able to talk about it once a week, uh, it's very helpful for me. So thank I you. agree. I, I feel the same way. And that's one reason that we wanted to do this bonus episode is that we, we just, you know, we tend to have pretty focused topics on specific mental health issues, which is something we care a lot about, Mm -hmm. and tying it into fictional characters and fictional works. And we already recorded a a regular episode Mm -hmm. of ours that that will be out um, on Friday about language and and, and science fiction and things like that. But very relevant to mental health is the fact that, like Brandon said, there are a lot of difficult things in the news frequently. And I Mm -hmm. think you know, recently, things that have really impacted that we've talked about is Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands and other islands and people being impacted by hurricane, people in Mexico being impacted by an earthquake. And recently in, in Las Vegas, there's this terrible incident of over 50 people. Yeah. Being killed at a concert and mm-hmm. many, many more being injured. Hundreds. Uh, hundreds more. Hundreds in the hospital. Yeah. And it's so hard, I think, to find that balance of being aware in the world because you want to make the world a better place and do your part to contribute and think about others and practice making sure that you have solid mental health. I think especially if you are someone who is particularly sensitive about these types of things or, you know, tends to be empathic. I mean, all of us have different levels of Mm -hmm. that, but some of us are more sensitive than others to these things. We can relate more and connect to them. So on one hand, there are individuals directly affected by these events, and for them, it's most crucial that they get the care that they need. Absolutely. And what we wanted to talk about is people who, even if you don't seem to be as directly affected by those events, um, you know, how do you care for yourself in terms of just learning about the world and hearing about these events and being a caring person while maintaining your own mental health. So that's kind of the source here. I want to admit that I, you know, it is a a fortunate position to be in if you're lucky enough to be um, not directly affected by these events, although we all have our own things Mm -hmm. going on. 
And so I would I would never compare the the amount of pain or difficulty by those directly affected as those who are watching things in the news. But it still affects people. Yeah, yeah, thanks for clarifying that. I think that's important to say. In no way are we are we taking away from the pain of the people who have been directly impacted by these events. But we also know, sometimes through firsthand, that trying to stay up to date and uh, and just and just trying to understand the things that are going on can also take a toll. And we just wanted to take a little time to talk about that today. And this is going to be a bit of a conversation that we'd like to have. We're just going to talk about some of the strategies we've personally found useful. We're not, some of them I'm sure are consistent with research and we could link it onto that, mm-hmm. but this is going to be a less formal conversation and we'd like to continue it through Twitter or mm-hmm. through messages. You can, you can leave us a message or message us on Facebook if you have tips so that we can all kind of work together to find tips that we find helpful in dealing with facing world events because as I've seen pointed out a few times, we're in a time where many of us are exposed to a lot more information mm-hmm. about stressful and tragic events around the world than we were in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, people would watch the news or read the newspaper. But at this point with online media, a lot of us get a lot of details, a lot of information about a lot of things that are happening all around the world. And there are certainly benefits in feeling more connected to that, but it also means a different level of processing information. Yeah, absolutely. The The world is smaller than ever. And uh, and if you're someone who stays up to date on that, sometimes that can feel a little overwhelming. Yeah. So we just... Uh, like Katie said, normally we uh, we have a, uh, an outline, we've got some ideas, we've got some talking points, but today we're really just going to focus on some of the ways that we use to sort of uh, maintain our, our maintain our own mental health while maintaining being informed, I think. Um, did you want to, uh, because this is more conversational, did you want to start off or do you want me to start off with something I do or... Yeah, why don't we start? We can he- let's hear a little bit. What have some? What are some tips that you found helpful, or even things you haven't found as helpful? Sure, I'm going to say this quickly too because mm-hmm. I have a I have a bad habit of thinking of things while we podcast and then forgetting them and never coming back to them. Uh, and one thing I know that you do in your abnormal class is put together some music, uh, mm-hmm. and I want to come back to that point because I okay. think that's important and I think it could be useful. Um, so one thing that I one thing I try to do is. I try to engage in a lot of self-care, and self-care, of course, looks different for everyone. You have to find what works for you. And these are just a couple of things that that work for me and allow me to sort of balance, uh, I'm just balance, I guess, maintain balance in my life. Um, Folks who've listened to the show before, probably this is unsurprising to you, but I'm absolutely a fan of of all things comedy, really. And so one way that when I'm feeling overwhelmed by anything, be it world events or events that are going on in my own life, this is something I've done for many years, actually, is uh, I turn on The Office. And it's kind of a a staple for me. I I always go to The Office when I'm feeling down uh, or feeling overwhelmed. And it always uh, does the trick to, to help me kind of turn things around and feel a little bit better. And, of course, that's a specific example for me. For everyone else, it could be... Whatever it is that can sort of lighten your mood, and the office has that effect on me because it is a—it's a little bit outrageous in some ways. So it—it can because of that outrageousness, and it's a little over the top. It can—it can at least get my mind off things, get me feeling a little bit lighter than maybe I was before I turned it on. That's one thing for me. 
One thing, if you don't mind me asking a question. Please. So I, I, you know, I, I, again, I think we said this clearly, but I do want to say part of why we want to do this is our hearts really go out to everyone affected by these recent tragedies directly and mm-hmm. indirectly. And one of the things that, that Brandon said in terms of finding comedy, which I also use as a strategy too, I find sometimes an obstacle for some people can be that these other people are mm-hmm. suffering. And if I'm not suffering too, then it might, then I, then I'm not caring enough mm-hmm. or it's not fair or I'm not deserving. What would you say to someone who comes from that perspective? Well, if I can engage on a little bit of self-disclosure, mm-hmm. uh, I think, uh, you, you know that that's something that I struggle with from time to time. And what I would tell those folks is something that you're kind enough to remind me is that all suffering, all challenges matter. You know, uh, what you're going through is what you're going through. And it's okay to feel what you're feeling and to feel a burden uh, or burdened by that or feel like that's an obstacle. Uh, it's it, that, that sort of social comparison sometimes, although I think it's common in people who, who try to engage in empathy. It's, uh, I mean, there's nothing, it boils down a little bit to control and you have no control over the situation. So it's okay to feel what you're feeling, I guess, is what I would, what I would try to remind folks. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think that's an important point, not just because you're saying something that I've said to you, so I'm not just <laughs> trying to agree with myself. Nice word. <laughs> no, but the, but the other part of it is this idea that if you, if one only escapes all of the world's troubles, doesn't think about other people, and is only doing what they feel right. feel good about in the moment. That's one thing. It's another thing to say, you know, I want to maintain my energy and my compassion and my ability to be healthy and, and well enough and actually help situations. And if I'm constantly thinking about feeling those painful, horrible emotions and not finding a way to kind of restore myself then, um, you know, you're, you're not going to be as helpful. It doesn't mm-hmm. help people for, you know, it doesn't, it, it, and it doesn't mean that you're not caring about people because you say, I need to take a break to restore myself mm-hmm. by laughing or having a lighter mood. In fact, there's some evidence, as you know, that mm-hmm. when you have a more positive mood, there's some suggestion that you might think of new problem solving mm-hmm. strategies you couldn't, that were harder to think mm-hmm. of. And so, it's really about a balance, and I think sometimes if one gets stuck in all or nothing thinking like I have in the past that um you know i'm I have to be thinking about all this time where it means I don't care about it or something like that, or i'm you know it's it's not about that you do care about it, but you care about it, and you also care about maintaining your effectiveness and your health and so it's it's taking breaks to do those things Absolutely, right yeah. It's something that we talk about uh, training as therapists, too, of course, making sure that if you want to be in a position where you're able to really help others or guide others uh, to to getting in a position or a place where they want to be, you really need to get your make sure you're doing okay yourself, too, because it can be challenging to help someone else if you're struggling with your own uh, uh, whatever it could be that you're struggling with. So, yeah, you're exactly right to make sure that you're taking the time that you're uh, you're good, you're feeling good, and, and you're refreshed, and then uh, you're just going to be all that more effective in trying to bring about whatever positive change that uh, that you would like to see. I sometimes 
and therapeutic settings will su- suggest something like if you're if you've got the flu or something, you know that you you've got to take it a little easier mm-hmm. on yourself. Some people still, while they have the flu, might feel bad about laying in bed or mm-hmm. watching TV. I don't if I have the flu personally. I don't feel bad I'm like, about it when I'm feeling perfect. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm not on that end of the this continuum, <laughs> but some people do, and I and I so I tried. Sometimes it does help to draw this analogy, like. If you if you had the flu, you would do things differently. So if you're feeling very stressed or emotionally overwhelmed, you're a little more careful. Um, as our listeners know, I sprained my ankle a mm-hmm. few weeks ago. And it is frustrating to me to not be able to go for walks because mm-hmm. that's something that I like to do to help maintain my mental health. But I have to go a little bit easy on it because it's... Um, vulnerable right now and I don't want to re-injure it. And I think about emotional health in that way too, that if you're completely burned out and, and feeling despair a lot of the time or whatever it is, or anxiety, whatever the emotion is for you, then it's it's not effective for either yourself or for helping others. And so taking care of yourself is not really a selfish thing. It's part of good, important health and maintenance to benefit yourself and other people. Absolutely. I mean, it's good in and of itself, but Mm -hmm. if it helps you to think about it that way, that's Mm -hmm. another frame I sometimes use. Yeah, absolutely. So, so that's one for me is just try to reset my mood a little bit, uh, specifically through the office for me. Yeah. Um, did you want to share one? Should we flip back and forth or should I share mine? And I don't know. I don't sure. know what's the best format. I don't know either. Um, Freestyling this episode. I guess so. I'll say one of the main things for me, it, which I also do what you're doing, and, and sometimes yes. it's office, sometimes it's Frasier. Frasier's um, so good. It's just, that's such a familiar show to me, mm-hmm. but the, there are other other ones too. But um, And music you mentioned. So listening to music, particularly there are songs that are that might be relevant to whatever their particular situation is, or they might reflect some kind of resilience that I'm hoping to gain from listening to the song. There is, as you mentioned, my abnormal psychology class submitted songs that they listened to to help their mood, and I made a YouTube playlist of it, and we can link to that Mm -hmm. in case it's helpful for anyone. And also, if you have songs or or shows that you listen Mm -hmm. to, be interested in hearing that, or books you read, or quotes, or whatever it is. So that's definitely part of it. Another thing that I try to do, and this is, it's hard to do. So what I'm saying is that this is the principle. I'm not saying I always follow it perfectly, so don't get me wrong in that. I do really try to to divide what I have control over and what I don't, and I try to think about what's useful. So, for example, if there is some kind of event that occurs, and I, I think about how I might be able to affect change. Can I make a donation, even if it's a small donation, to a relevant charity. And that helps because it feels action-oriented. Are there people in my life who might be affected by this event? If so, reaching out to them is something that I try to do to see how they're doing, you know, with what's going on, if they're more directly impacted. Uh, Another thing that I try to do is if it's relevant to call my representatives in Congress then I'll call them and let them know. And then what I try to do after I've picked apart the action things that I can do for it, or is there an organization I can belong to, or there is there information I can read? It, I try to look at those things I can do that help and then accept when that's all I can do right now for mm-hmm. that situation. Even if I very much feel like I want to do more, 
I try to really recognize, is it helping more if I'm, for example, continue reading every single person on social media's reaction to this event? I usually have to draw a limit on those things. And sometimes I'll do that. Like I want to have the information, but sometimes am I going into a wormhole where I'm now repeatedly reading the same things that isn't actually changing how helpful I am in response to that or isn't actually raising my awareness. And it can be hard for me to draw those limits because I think sometimes I mistakenly think it means I don't care if I don't read every single detail about stuff, but that's not really what it is. It really is about that balance that I want to have enough information so that I can act in a helpful manner, but I don't want to have so much so that I end up not feeling um, unable to take actions because of how stressed out I feel or something. And obviously there's variability. This is how I personally try try to draw the line. And so I try to remind myself and take a step back in situations. Am I doing this again where I'm going down a path of um, not, that's not particularly helpful. So the overall theme is what do I have control over? What do I not have control over? And taking some of those actions can be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important. I know, that's something that I can get myself into a trap too, where I, it's like something happens on that, and I like just read every single thing that's there about it, mm-hmm. and, and that's not always helpful. Once you kind of know what's going on, you know what's going on. It's, it can be uh, for me. It, it it does nothing to help my mood, or or help me uh, do anything helpful to just sit and read and read and read every detail or take on something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about you? What's another? Uh, That was a great one, too. Um, And it seems like we have some overlap, unsurprisingly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one that I do, I think, is is probably another subcomponent or facet of self-care. But uh, social support, of course, is really important for me when when facing challenging things or or facing distress. Uh, What? Of course, I I have uh, I'm fortunate to have some some very close friends, and uh, you know things like playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's something where every week I can just kind of take my mind off of whatever's going on and sit around the table with some friends and roll some dice and hopefully have some laughs. Uh, it can be things like that, or if it's something that's more immediate, reaching out to someone when I need to talk or, or vent or or just organize my thoughts, like I sort of mentioned right at the opening. Um, there's so much going on and I try to keep up on everything and uh, sometimes it just consuming so much information and not all of it's pleasant I feel a little disoriented about my place in the world and so just sitting like before we podcast and just talking for an hour and just help me kind of straighten out uh, just my orientation and kind of plant myself again and, and if you, I give myself some feeling like I'm back on track I can keep moving forward and, and I can keep trying to uh Engage in in creating at least some some little betterment of the world around me, um, and then of course uh, it's important for me too to uh, be there for the people around me who are in need of social support too. And sometimes that in and of itself can be uh, I mean that can feel really good to just be there for someone, and and I oftentimes can take something away from that too. Yeah, I think I think that's a great point. One of the things that can be stressful about events that are out of your control is is feeling isolated or alone, and also or wondering, you know, am I am I a, can I help things? And so, 
volunteering, reaching out to people who need help, doing something that kind of counters that idea. Adding more positivity to the world can be helpful. It also helps to keep things in perspective, I think, in terms of the broader world and not overly focusing on the the negative parts of it and the painful parts of it, but also not, I'm not saying ignore that. I would never say that, but just also accurately remembering the positive parts mm-hmm. of it and how can you get involved and do things for others. And I think that can be really helpful too. At least I've found that helpful. And it's something to kind of remind myself too, because I think that Especially maybe with things being online, you can end up in your own little, like, narrow reading a bunch of stuff and, Mm -hmm. like, not talking to someone in the real... Like, not that those aren't real people, but, like, having a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. And I think what you said is true, that the benefit of that that I find, too, is that there's some clarity in having a dialogue going back and forth that's more than, like, 140 characters Mm -hmm. or um, those types of things. Not that I've had good conversations through social media too, Mm -hmm. but, um, sometimes it's harder to do that. And so I, I think that talking to people to gain some insight and clarity does help to determine, like, recognize what are my feelings about this? What can I do about this? Where do things stand? That's a very like human connection beneficial thing. And then I think sometimes I have certain writers or musicians or people's opinions who I value that I don't know personally and I'll often look at their takes on things and sometimes that helps me to put it together too because having clarity can kind of highlight what are my next steps from here once you recognize what they are and so I found it helpful to talk to people that are my friends but also to seek out particular journalists or something that I know are knowledgeable in the area and and can point to what what would be, you know, what are resources or what, what does the situation look like and, and those types of things. So I, f- I find that helpful too. Um, so I pretty much just repeated yours, but <laughs> one thing I guess I would add, which I do struggle with is trying at a minimum, just getting regular sleep. And it's hard, I think, but it's hard to sleep at night. It, maybe not for others, but for me, if I've just like had four hours of reading news until two in the morning and then it's not like I just... Sh- you go right to bed. So that's something I've tried to put limits on myself for too, because the truth is that I'm not helpful to really anyone if I am sleep deprived. So yeah, I, I it's mean, a basic, but it, it, it is, but it's just like vitally important. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the things associated with poor sleep are, and with good sleep are, are pretty striking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's something that I like, continually try to work on and need to keep working on because i also don't i i I do that too it's i saw a picture or i guess it was a meme technically the other day that the i don't remember exactly how it was laid out but it was just two frames the top one said ah geez i just can't sleep at night and the second one said it had the person holding their cell phone and said oh well i guess all of human knowledge and everything that's going on is uh, blaring into my eyes from eight inches away yeah. <laughs> and it's just like yeah. that rung so much truth to me in mm-hmm. my life and like when I get caught up on something or trying to understand something or like you said you know kind of cycling through it and I want to read every tweet or every mm-hmm. thought about this event uh, I don't need to be doing that when it's after midnight and and I should be trying to sleep and not uh, you know not to mention the physiological disruptions of just having light blaring into your eyes, in addition to the compounding emotional 
uh, impact of just the content. Exactly, and I think that, you know, for me, that I sometimes feel an urgency, like know each detail as it develops, but Mm -hmm. that's actually not that helpful because a lot of early information is Mm -hmm. inaccurate. And again, this is a luxury of if you're not being Mm -hmm. directly impacted by the event, but it's... It's still something that when I set limits on, like, when I'm going to look at information, I might have some, like, sense, like, oh, my gosh, I'm missing on something. But if you're talking about, like, you're you're checking it only in the morning or in the night or something like that, then that's, there's usually, if something's going to directly affect you, you will know about it during that mm-hmm. time. And so it's sometimes the sense of urgency is kind of of my own thought process, and it's not as urgent on some of these things and that it is urgent for the people that are affected and I do care about it, but it's not urgent that I know every single detail that arises, which may or may not be true later, as long as I'm generally doing the things, like I said, that I've highlighted as an action plan, donating to this charity, contacting congressional representatives, talking to people in my social circle about how, whatever the issues are. And so I think that sometimes it can, it's right, the fear of missing out in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a fear of missing out on like the latest news information. I think usually it's talking about like people who are having fun, right? Mm-hmm. And that you're not with them. But can I add on to a point that Please you just do. made? Uh, I think you've mentioned a couple of times now, and I think it's so important to think about contacting congressional representatives. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, that's something that they is shrouded in a little bit of mystery and maybe a little overwhelming, particularly in. Uh, I might be painting with a broad brush right now, and I might be totally wrong. A society that doesn't love talking on the phone. Right. Oh, I think we're... I sound like one of... I don't want to be one of these people. <laughs> Millennials. But we're... The, a lot of people that I know, including myself, aren't totally privy to talking on the phone. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, it's not hard, and it's not overwhelming. It's pretty straightforward. Um, so I would just... it's You can easily find the contact information... Uh, it's readily available. Facebook makes it super easy. I had a thing on my Facebook just pop up here. Here's your representatives. Follow them. Here's their contact information. Yeah. It's uh, it's easier than ever, I think. So I would just encourage folks to at least be informed about who they are, even if you can't take that second step to getting in touch with them and telling them what your perspectives are. Yeah, and we can, uh, that's a great point, and we can mm-hmm. link to some of the sites that make it mm-hmm. easy because I even though I'm not a millennial, still, it was nerve-wracking, the idea of calling a staffer and speaking to my... And, of course, we're talking about the United States right now. Mm -hmm. It's going to vary depending on where you are, but this is what we're most familiar Mm -hmm. with. Um, And... But some of these websites are really good that they highlight a bunch of action steps you can Mm -hmm. take. And I'm so impressed by them because they pull it together so quickly. And so it's not bad. Often in under five minutes, I can contact all three of my congressional representatives and just say, hey, I feel this way about this issue and this way about that issue. And a lot of the the, um, urgency for calling comes from staffers who've worked for Congress, and they say that more than than anything, often the members of Congress come in and say, what are people calling about? So emails can be helpful and faxes Mm -hmm. can be helpful too. But often the number of phone calls and what people are concerned about, they pay attention Mm -hmm. to. And so that's why there's been kind of a push to return to making phone calls, Mm -hmm. even though that's not always our number one modality Mm -hmm. these days. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to follow up on that. No, I appreciate that. And some of these websites have like sample scripts that you can modify. So it Mm -hmm. makes it 
And, you know, I, like most things, if after a couple of things like that, it's oh, not yeah. really anxiety-provoking anymore, any more than the topic is. But at least you can say, look, I contacted them, they've tallied the number, and they have that here. And when a lot of people call their congressional representatives, it does make a difference. And I think mm-hmm. that one of the things, well, by definition, one of the things that makes stressful events particularly stressful is when you feel that there's you have no control or there are things you can't do about it. And in certain situations, there are limits on control, for sure. Mm -hmm. But in some ways, there are opportunities to affect things. And I try to take those when I can to balance it out a little bit. Absolutely. And I, I think that another thing that I at least try not to get in the way is that there are some people who are do so much for causes and events. They just do so many things, right? Like... Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda is making, I think it's a song, to help raise money for hurricane relief for Puerto Rico. And I think he's just been working nonstop Mm -hmm. on doing that, along with raising money and doing all of these things. And going back to that all-or-nothing thinking idea, it would be a shame to be discouraged because I'm not Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm I'm not doing what he's doing, which is, like, literally reaching millions of people doing this kind of stuff. But... If I say I'm not that, so I can't do anything, then that's that's problematic, and it actually it, it doesn't really help anyone. So I think that it's okay to recognize that you can do things and not to make it all. It has to be a very grand thing for because there are people that I admire a lot that are full time helping these causes, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that greatly. But it doesn't mean that the other pieces of the puzzle aren't in important too and it's okay to it doesn't have to be you don't have to be the the most helpful person in the world to be somewhat helpful yeah well put it's all of those little pieces add up mm-hmm. yeah absolutely well we're at about like a half hour mark which is pretty good for a, a mini bonus episode and i and i don't have a lot more to add to you katie no i just want to say, you know, as Brandon said, the the reason we wanted to do this is because we too are affected by these, these struggles and Mm -hmm. and when these painful events occur and we kind of ourselves, even though we have clinical psychology training, wrestle with how to deal with them. And we just want to open that discussion. And that was the main point. Mm -hmm. So again, um, know that you're not alone if you're trying to figure out how to deal with these things. And if you have good tips, send them to us and we'll share them. And people who are part of like the Jedi Council and Geek Therapy community, we can all help each other out and show support by saying, hey, this helped me and and share tips. That sounds really great. I think we'll probably cut it off there on that, mm-hmm. on that really good point. So thank you all so much for listening. And we hope that this has been at least a little bit helpful. And we do really look forward to uh, to hearing from folks and hearing what tips or songs or or activities that you engage in to sort of maintain that balance between uh, taking care of yourself and just trying to make the world around you just a little bit better. So thanks for listening in, and uh, you'll hear from us soon.